test test <laughs> how's my monotone coming through <laughs> oh nice and gray <laughs> <laughs> let's keep those levels stable <laughs> yeah i'll do uh, let me let me switch some knobs go ahead test oh, test yep still nice and dry <laughs> perfect <laughs> just like a midwestern cornfield in the fall Hey guys, this is Gail Kim from Impact Wrestling, and you are listening to the 8-Bit Suplex Podcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of 8-Bit Suplex here on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. It is probably the biggest weekend in Impact Wrestling and probably the last decade um they've had some struggles they've had some you know kind of minor league look they've had some kind of you know but you know what this weekend they're playing with the big guys as we look forward to rebellion in the main event of kenny omega challenging rich swan both belts on the line both the impact championship and the aew championship uh before i get too far along though in my excitement i do want to bring in our special guest host, you've heard him a few times already before on this podcast. He's the fellow dad, uh, but without the body to prove it, Mr. Dan Coffin. <laughs> How are you doing tonight, Josh? <laughs> I feel, I guess, a, a little cheeky, I guess. I don't know. That 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 introduction, Sounds like it. I didn't have that pre-written. Uh, I probably should have because I would have talked myself out of saying that. Uh, but it's good, <laughs> it's good to have you back on the podcast, Dan. Yeah, it's good to be back. Got the last minute uh, call to uh, sub in. And, uh, you know, it's been, it's been a while since I've been on the show. So I figured I'd come back on and grace everybody with my beautiful voice. Yeah. Thank you for, my, uh, for early two thousands, uh, uh, you know, depressed rock, uh, stained. Yeah. Uh, that was, you know, for the kids out there, uh, stained was a band that you should never listen to. Um, but <laughs> you know, we got a lot of stuff to get into with, uh, impact wrestling, Dan, we're going to get into it, uh, obviously, with the Rebellion preview. We're not going to review any of the past shows because on this podcast, we've been a little bit behind. We've been a little bit scattered. So we've we've missed reviewing so many shows. We're just going to pick back up right here in the middle and kind of take Rebellion, and then we're going to run forward with it from Rebellion on, kind of similar to how we kind of did like anniversary on when we started the show. Just kind of give ourselves a hard reset here uh, and a look forward. But Dan, before we do that, uh, let's talk video games. I, from what I understand from our little pre-recording chat, you got some gaming you've been uh, getting into here, mixing it up. Yeah, there's actually a couple games I've been playing lately. Um, nothing new or exciting or anything. Um, the first one, like if I have a stressful day at work, I might fire up the uh, Pinball FX3. <laughs> I've downloaded like a bunch of tables on that, and I'll just, I'll just like drink a few beers and just like stare at the screen and just like forget about everything else and just smack a ball around. Yeah, sure. Um, they've got a ton of like Star Wars and Marvel tables and yeah. stuff that I really like to play. Um, plus, they also have the download packs with like. <laughs> I'm telling you my age here, but uh, like some of the the classic uh, pinball games like Funhouse and uh, Doctor Dude and stuff like that. Sure, sure. Uh, I remember playing those as a kid in real arcades, you know, with hands on, and so it's it's fun. They they like put you know extra special effects in it and stuff um, to make it more like 3D, you know, for the kids these days. Sure, sure. Um, Everything's got to be three it's dimensions. Nice. Yeah, it's nice and relaxing. I don't have to think too much about it. 
Um, the other game I've been playing, which is not as relaxing at all, it stresses me the hell out, is uh, Doom Eternal. I don't know if you've played the new Doom remakes at all. No, I haven't. I, I haven't played any of the remakes. I am an original Doom player, of course, uh, yeah. as many people are. Uh, but no, I, ha yeah. I actually haven't. Um, and it's largely in part to I have to pick and choose what games I can and cannot play in front of children. Uh, and Doom right. Eternal does not strike me one, Dan, as uh, one that I could play in front of my children. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't play this one in front of the kids. Um, it's incredible violence, you know, Satanism and demons and cussing and, you know, everything a good growing boy needs. Sure. Um, I mean, Satanism, but... <laughs> demons and cussing are three of my favorite things, Dan. So it, it sounds like a game that I would have a lot of fun playing. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I just, you know, I, ne I never got around to it. Uh, you know, I had a window, I think with the first new doom that came out, not eternal, the one mm -hmm. that came out before it, or maybe, right. uh, you know, my, my kids would not have been old enough to understand what they were looking at. Uh, but now they are, uh, very, oh, they absorb it, man. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, maybe that would have, maybe I should have done it. So, that, you know, things like Satanism, demons and cussing didn't bother them as, you know, five and four year olds as they are presently. Your son would be asking for a heavy metal guitar for Christmas. Yeah, yeah. So far, we haven't graduated from like the SpongeBob SquarePants uh, soundtrack, Dan. So maybe, maybe we should, you know, put an axe on his hand. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Ease him into the crunching death metal riffs. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, th those games are fun. Um, like you, I played the original Doom. I mean, I played it when it first came out. Um, we used to play it in my dorm in college. That's how old I am. Um, on the land there there's like the first uh like multiplayer gaming experience i ever played like that so it was like revolutionary at the time um you know and i played doom 2 and and i played it for you know all the different versions through the years and then the new one came out uh i mean it's not really a remake it's more like kind of an ex like a alternate story i guess sure it's kind of tied into it um but it, I loved it. It was great. It was just like nonstop. You just run around shooting demons. It's just like, it's almost like a ballet with your hands. It's like a constant uh, cycling of shooting and getting energy and finding bullets and they're running around. And um, it, it was pretty fun. There's a little bit of exploring in it. Um, it's fun for a first person shooter. I never played any of the uh, online stuff. I don't do that. No, I, I don't no. like getting screamed at by 12 year olds. Yeah, I think we have, um, we've passed the point, Dan, of being competitive. Like I, I, yeah. I used to play Street Fighter, and I, I tell this often when someone brings up uh, fighting games. I think you know, I think Rohit brought up that he he plays uh, fighting games. Um, I was like, listen, ten years ago, I I I was already way out of my league with fighting games, <laughs> and right. I tried to play like Marvel versus Capcom two online, and it was an absolute bloodbath. I, I don't know that I landed a single strike in. It was <laughs> yeah, that that's not appealing to me. I don't like that. I, I mean, I, I don't enjoy just like not even like being competitive at all. No, like if I get no. beat, it's one thing, but right. like to not even like get a punch in, that's not fun. Right. Um, it's, so I never played any yeah. of that part of Doom. Um, but the game itself was awesome. You know, I played all the way through it, found all the secrets and everything. And then I guess it was last year they came out with Doom Eternal, which is like, you know, the sequel to that. Uh, it's how do I describe it? It's just more of everything. So if you don't really like that Doom game or you're kind of iffy on it, you really you're not gonna like this at all. But if you love that game, you might love this even more. But some of it I don't like as much. Like there's a lot more jumping platforming type stuff mm, in it, okay. which that con controls are kind of iffy on it. So I'm not a real fan of that. Um, 
if you like reading about lore, <laughs> there's a ton of that in there. I don't like playing games where I have to like do homework and read. Sure. It's, it's like, I like being in the game and like, you know, they have a few cutscenes and stuff and tell the story, but this thing is ridiculous. You, you like collect these codex things and it's like a freaking book. Every one you get. And it's right. just like, I, I, I started, I read the first few and then I was like, you know what? <laughs> I'm an old man. I don't have much time. Like, I, my, I've played my time on this earth. <laughs> I've played probably, I mean, maybe not all of them, but damn near all of the Elder Scrolls games, right? And and like mm-hmm. every single Elder Scrolls game has about I don't know seven thousand books in it. I've never read a right. single one. I I respect right. that they put those in there, and it's definitely cool that they do. Um, but yeah, it's just I, I'm not. I don't have time for that. I gotta. I gotta I'm sure it enhances out. the game for some people, right? right. Or just, but, I mean, if you like Lord of the Rings and other like fantasy books and right. things like that, especially in Elder Scrolls. But I mean, I can't imagine like, reading the Codex and Doom. Um, yeah, would be all that enticing. And I would say that I just wanted to, to point this out. Um, Doom does, of course, have a tie loosely to wrestling because the Doom motion picture back from oh, yeah. 2005 did star one uh, Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, <laughs> I I remember I watched that when it first came out. I haven't touched it since. It was then. an the only thing I remember. Shit movie, Dan. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> the what... only thing I remember about it was there was like a like a ten minute sequence near the end where it actually goes right. into like first player, and that's that's cool. It's like why didn't you do this through more of the movie? But yeah, the rest of it was trash. Um, but Doom Eternal is pretty fun. I recommend it. Um, the only other problem with it is that I don't like is the menu system. There's like 8 million different like mods and upgrades and things like for your armor, for all your weapons, for just your regular old movements and stuff like that. There's all these things and you collect power ups and all this. Um, you know, some people are real big into that and like, like tricking out their loadout and all right. that stuff. I, that's that's fine for some games. But like with the original Doom is like you just pick up a shotgun and run around and shoot things like I don't want to, you know, wade through menus all night. Yeah, Doom- I just want to go. Doom, rip some demons apart doom feels like a game that shouldn't have rpg elements it should, definitely it should just be you pick up your gun and you just blow things up um and I, before we get off of doom i do want to say that one of one of my early memories of doom wasn't actually playing doom it was playing a included in a cereal box copy of it that was <laughs> actually called checks quest and you were literally a checks cereal man um, and you walked around in first person and like your melee weapon was like an electrified spork. So it was pretty, pretty <laughs> okay. funny. Yeah. No, I mean, doom has obviously been, been cloned and copied is that original, uh, you know, first person shooter, uh, style uh, that you mentioned with the Dwayne Johnson movie. Uh, yeah, no checks quest, uh, was awesome. And it, it actually was a really fun game. Um, and it was free. <laughs> like you got it off a damn cereal box. So wasn't the original doom, was it shareware at first? Yeah. And then mm-hmm. they, okay yeah, yeah. I, I was trying to remember if i like I, said, I used to play a lot of shareware stuff like commander keen and, and all duke nukem and all that crap yeah um but yeah I, I, I was trying to remember and i know i bought a commercial version later but i remember like having like the, you know, like get in a computer you know in a computer magazine and then the back pages there was like all these random computer companies and you'd like you know fill out a checklist and say hey i want these 10 shareware games and they just like 
mail you from some random discs yeah. like that just look like they're printed at home and you'd pop it in and play it and then they'd say all right you just finished level one if you'd like levels you know <laughs> right. two through 30 right then you send pay 30 dollars right. exactly. here <laughs> yeah exactly and and that was kind of like id software's whole uh thing with doom um is that they would just they would jump in and say okay and then they opened it up to modding too um mm -hmm. you could there's all kinds of community mods and this was 1993 uh and and you remember the internet very well then i'm sure and i vaguely remember the internet then and it was not good <laughs> so no your, your 56k modem was <laughs> yeah. yeah it was uh it was tough um but yeah no doom uh great game to be playing uh similarly i'm kind of uh, ramping up here dan uh getting ready for resident evil village uh which uh is loosely resident evil 8 uh i have my pre-order and official uh for it um great game series i'm super excited i haven't i've been intentionally dark after seeing the first trailer that they announced uh, during the playstation 5 event uh back in, in the either fall or winter i don't remember exactly when it is you know these pandemic days run together um but since that first initial launch trailer announcing the game uh, i have not looked any further at it i've seen like you know the tall spooky lady that everyone's talking about that's like you know <laughs> because you know hey listen that's what the internet looks for right Look at her. She's huge. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you know, to steal a line from uh, Rich Latta, our good friend from One Nation Radio, uh, you know, it's, you know, video games are taking the Vince McMahon page of, you know, blonde, big-titted white woman. Uh, so <laughs> it just is what it is. I don't know that she's necessarily blonde. It's probably more white uh, as far as the hair goes. But anyways, Dan, we got a awesome, awesome, awesome card here to break down with Rebellion coming up on Sunday, April 25th. We'll, of course, talk about the main event, but we're going to talk about the rest of the card right now. Um, and Well, actually, you know what? Before we get to that, um, this kind of goes in hand in hand with the main event, but I want to talk to you about this real quick, and that is that they are bringing in Mauro Ranallo specifically to commentate the main event. We haven't seen Mauro calling much since he left WWE. I'm really freaking excited about this. Yeah, I think he'll do great. I mean, he, he always brings that big fight feel. Whenever you watch any like the MMA stuff or when he was on NXT, yeah, he, he just he, sometimes he goes a little overboard with like the rap lyrics and stuff. Sure. Um, uh, but he's an acquired taste. I enjoy that kind of stuff. Some people, you know, it irks them, but I, I, I'm real excited to see Morrow again out there. Yeah, we call those people uncultured swine, Dan. Um, but no, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, unless, you know, I don't know that any of our seven listeners don't you know, like Morrow Ronaldo. So, uh, for right. the, I mean, he's like you said, anytime that he's behind the desk, you just look at you just it feels important. It feels mm -hmm. like it's a f actual fight. Uh, and so right. some of the other you know, shoot fighting that he calls kind of lends his credibility to when he does call, uh, you know, wrestling matches. I think Matt Striker does a, feel, a little bit of that, but he's not on the level that Amaro Ronaldo is. Um, so right. I'm super, ex super excited about that. Excuse me. And, uh, but yeah, no, I'm, uh, I, I wish he was calling the whole thing. Um, <laughs> to be perfectly honest with you, no offense to D'Lo yep. and to Matt Stryker. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's just, he's another level and Hey, but you know what? Now he's got a working event with, uh, you know, with impact. He's calling a match with, you know, an AEW star, <sighs> you know, I'd like to see more of them. Uh, we'll see if this, maybe kinda, they'll open the door. <laughs> yeah. Right. The forbidden door of Mauro Ronaldo, Right um so 
Let's talk first uh, Impact Knockout Tag Team title match, Dan. Of course, the inaugural champions since the recrowning, Fire and Flava, which, of course, is the team of Kira Hogan and Tasha Steeles. They are defending against Jordan Grace, who revealed her mystery partner this week on Impact, someone we haven't seen for a while, Miss Rachel Ellering. Uh, you know, this could this could be pretty good, Dan. I, I Yeah, I... I... I'm kind of still iffy on fire and flavor. Um, sure. They're kind of hit or miss for me sometimes, but you know, Jordan grace can bring it and I'm excited to see Rachel Ellering back. Um, she, she kind of got short shrift in NXT. I mean, she only wrestled real short time there and then, you know, bum, bum knee. Yeah. She tore her ACL, I believe it was. So she was out for like a year and then COVID hit and they got rid of her. Right. right. And we haven't really seen much of her then. Now she did have like a cup of coffee with AEW. She was on dark, uh, dark, I believe. And I think she was in the, well, she was in the the women's tournament paired up with Dasha. Yes. Um, But but even then we didn't really get to see much of her there too. So it's good to see her back. Hopefully she'll get like a little longer run. Maybe they'll, uh, they'll bring her out a few more times. Maybe it'll turn into something more permanent. Um, maybe they'll win and they, you know, they could win the championships. It's not unheard of for somebody to, you know, come back like this and uh, they just strap them up and set them off. Yeah. And you know, it's too is that impact obviously clearly uh, does not have a problem putting their belts on people that are not signed to the promotion. Right. Um, right. Considering the whole premise of our main event and the fact that the tag <laughs> team titles are currently held by pin juice. Right. So it, it right. doesn't really seem to matter much uh, to them. Hey, listen, you're on our show as long as you have our belt, you're going to keep coming back is probably the way they kind of think about it. Um, right. And I think that's probably a, a, a smooth thing. Um, yeah. I, I think Jordan, I think they view Jordan Grace as someone that doesn't need a belt. Uh, and that's kind of why she doesn't have one right now because she's Jordan Grace. Right. Um, but man, you know, I'm going to go ahead and say, uh, I'm going to say that, that Jordan Grace and, and Rachel only get the win here. Yeah, I can definitely see that happening. So, well, let's uh, let's move right along. Then we got a uh, faction versus faction uh, type thing here. Which is kind of the uh, the old school uh, impacts TNA guys, uh, the team of uh, Storm, Saban, Edwards, and Mac taking on, of course, Eric Young and Violent by Design. Uh, Eric Young, Dan posted on Twitter uh, this week that he wrestled this week's main event. Uh, of impact wrestling his individual match against eddie edwards with a torn acl the whole match um which is kind of remarkable (laughs) because you shouldn't be walking when that happens um but the other part of this it kind of makes you wonder how much he's actually going to do here yeah i i mean you got to be a a tough (laughs) tough motherfucker to do something like that um I mean, I, 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 it's unbelievable that he even finished the match. I don't know how he would possibly contribute much in this one. Um, maybe take like one or two bumps or maybe, you know, maybe they'll, maybe they'll knock him out before the match and then somebody yeah. will replace him, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. We'll see. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see. I, you know, I, I think the good guys got to get this one. No, I, I think, you know, you don't have all these guys out here, uh, you know, for no reason. Uh, in my opinion. Right. So, I mean, the rest of the seven guys in this match can carry it pretty well. These, these are all professional wrestlers. They're pretty good. They're all, um, they're all super good. I mean, you know, and then hopefully, 
hopefully um uh are are you know there's there's somebody some some definite wind uh issues for some of these guys uh environment by design right uh, i i hope that it's not a long one for their sake um because rhino I mean, uh, rhino doesn't have much uh doesn't have much in the tank well that's probably why this is an eight-man tag right it's you don't have to rely right. on like two guys or four guys but if you you got, know, they, if, they can all cover it if you got two old guys you got a guy with one leg and you got one young guy on one team so yeah it makes sense to cover that up with an eight-man tag but also i mean right <laughs> it, it'll be interesting to see what happens i but i think the good yeah. guys pick up the win here it'll be a nice little you know taste for the beginning of the pay-per-view yeah it definitely should not be anywhere near the end of the card uh it definitely should be early. <laughs> no. um this next one here that we're going to talk about i think has the makings quite honestly uh to be one of the best matches if not the second i mean obviously not going to be better than the main event let's not kid ourselves but for the rest of the card this could be the best batch and that's going to be uh of course the draw sammy callahan taking on trey miguel uh trey miguel since you know the the rascal's departure has looked awesome he's come back he's looking more confident he's ready to go i don't think sammy callahan needs wins i think he can lose and still be sammy callahan I think Trey Miguel uh, wins this one. I think it's going to be a pretty damn good match because, listen, Sammy Callahan, as much as his character work is goofy and, you know, it's gimmicky to to the nth degree, man can still wrestle. Uh, and I, I think uh, Trey Miguel gets the win here. Yeah, I think, you know, since Trey's come back, he's uh, trying, trying to prove something um, since he got kind of left behind, it seems like. Maybe that's what people think. Um I think he's going to do great. Like you said, Sammy Callahan, he's one of those Teflon people at this point where it doesn't really matter if he wins or loses. As long as he goes out there and like does some violence, everybody's happy with it. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the last man standing stipulation in matches, Um, but I think these guys can pull it off. Yeah, I think so too. And, And like, I think that's a great point for you to call out the whole left behind thing. Cause not only is he the one that's still an impact while his his trios partners went off to NXT. They're the NXT tag team champions, Dan. <laughs> so right. they, they went to the biggest company in the world and became tag champs. So you know. Yeah, they came over there and got they got a rocket strapped to them, you know. They're on basically every week. Yeah. You know, they, for for whatever reason, the crowd booed them last week or two weeks ago when they came out. I don't know if you saw that. I, I it was very odd, but that's that's NXT. That's their fans. Who knows? Um, but yeah, those guys, you know, they've been all over NXT. And so I feel like Trey's like, you know what, I'm going to show them that I can, I can yeah. step up too. you know, I I'm, I'm worth it too. And he, you know, he's on his way to doing it so far. Yeah. And it looks like uh, too, uh, we're on the topic of NXT, not that we want to stay there too long, uh, but it looks like a uh, former, of course, impact uh, knockouts champion uh, the longest reigning one in, in impact history. Uh, Taya Valkyrie now known as was it Frankie Monet? Frankie Monet. Um, she yeah. looks like she's gonna get over there and get a match real quick with the NXT Women's Division Champion, uh, you know, Raquel Gonzalez. So uh, we'll see what happens there. Uh, Impact obviously you know, has I, talent. Then you know they they'll get those call ups. It, it's hard to not talk about NXT when you talk about Impact You're because right. the people flow back and forth so much. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, frankie monet i guess yeah i could see her like just going up pretty quick not even staying in 
NXT and getting the call up pretty quick. She seems, yeah, you know, she's got lots of experience. Um, <laughs> she's all around the world. I mean, quite frankly, I, I was honestly kind of surprised. BBT, WW. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I, you know, I was surprised actually that she even went to NXT in the first place uh, and not straight to a SmackDown or a Raw. I, but maybe it's because yeah. they're workshopping the new name and and things like that. I, I don't know why you would take a worldwide recognition, uh, recognized name. Uh, in women's wrestling and change it um but hey well because they don't they don't see the the worldwide recognition that's true they're not that's right if they didn't come up in wwe that's not to them worldwide recognition so but this is not a wwe podcast no it's not but you know what i mean this podcast we have to talk about you know some AEW stuff we have to talk about some nxt stuff and, and that's fine it's totally good you know, when when you talk about the fact that you know, like some of the best wrestlers that WWE has had over the you know most recent years, all wrestled at Impact at one time, right? Uh, including right. the recently fired Samoa Joe. Hey, maybe we see Joe, and uh, you know, there's a a big event uh, that Impact is having right around his 90 days being up. So maybe we see Joe uh, make a return home. I'm not going to say he is for sure. It would probably be a pay grade down for him. Um, but hey, you never know. You never know. Uh, moving on. Yeah, I, he might show up. Uh, um, Scott Demore has been hinting pretty heavily. Yeah, I don't know if that means anything. That might just be all carny stuff. But man, Scott Demore is such a carny. But sometimes he is. <laughs> sometimes he shows his hand, and it's exactly what happens, right? Like, I, yeah. I, and you know, the same shit with with Don Callis. To be quite honest, you you think, oh, this is just carny shit. What are they? Whatever, right? And the next thing you know, it's absolutely everything that they said that was going to happen. So. Right. Um, who knows? And by the way, speaking of, uh, you know, you can't really not talk about WWE uh, when you're talking about Impact. This next match, of course, is uh, between uh, podcast co-hosts, uh, Matt Cardona taking on Brian Myers. I don't have a whole lot to say about this one. I don't know that I'm necessarily excited to see it. I don't know that that's the word I would use. Um, but, you know, I both guys are professional wrestlers. They know what they're doing. Brian Myers is, I, I think, a heck of a hand. And uh, Matt Cardona always looks like a million bucks. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, probably probably been under 10 minutes or right around 10 minutes. So it probably won't get too, too much time on the card. Um, but uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to say Cardona picks up the win here. I Yeah, I can see that. I, I mean, this seems like more, this is just like these guys went to management and said, Hey, these, we can, we can put on a great match. We've known each other forever. We're friends. You know, we've been edgeheads together. <laughs> put us out there. So I, I it'll, it'll be a good match. I, I, I can't, I can't see those guys botching it up too bad. No. It probably won't burn, burn the house down or anything, but it'll be a solid wrestling match. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Uh, this match, it should, uh, and this next one should be absolutely incredible. Uh, it is a triple threat match for the X division title with the uh, defending ACE Austin, of course, with Madman Fulton in his corner, taking on Josh Alexander and TJP the worst guy you know on the internet um that's i mean he's just really been just he's just making it so hard to watch him um but then he goes out and like uh the week before last he had an absolute absolute banger of a match one-on-one with josh alexander um i mean it was one of the best tv matches i had seen all month and uh but then he you know you accidentally click on his instagram story and you absolutely hate yourself for ever watching the man wrestle but that said, this should be an excellent, excellent match. Triple threats, the old rule is you kind of take the house money and say it's a retain. 
Uh, but I wouldn't mind seeing Josh Alexander pick up the win here, Dan. Yeah, I, this is this is my second best, most anticipated match of the night. These guys are awesome. Um, I love watching Josh Alexander wrestle. Mm. You know, I, like I said before on the show, I'm a sucker for headgear. headgear. He's also jacked to the gills. Um, he's another situation kind of like Trey Miguel where once Ethan Page left, you know, Josh Alexander was kind of left behind a little bit, maybe people thought, and he he's really stepped up to show everybody like, no, I'm my own guy and I can kick ass too. Uh, Ace Austin's really good. Um, like you, I'm not, I'm not going to talk about the other guy in the match. <laughs> yeah. He's a great wrestler. Uh, he, he, he'll, he'll, he'll put on a great match. Let's will. say that. He he, he, I mean, he, he's very entertaining to watch in the wrestling ring. Um, but yeah, I, I, I imagine Ace is probably going to retain, you know, he, he's got, he's the champion, usually champions retain in a triple threat. Plus he's got Madman Fulton out there. So I hope Fulton doesn't get involved too much in the match. Um, yeah, but I yeah I think this is probably going to be it. I mean, a sleeper for best match of the night, depending on what happens in the main event. This might be it. Yeah, no, you're right. This one would be good. The Trey Miguel, Sammy Callahan. I mean, there's a lot of good matches on this card. I think this is this is set up to be a pretty damn good pay per view. Um, and yeah, we, I was surprised know. when I read the card. I was like, oh my gosh, this is like a, a real wrestling card. This yeah. is like something that like, hey, I really would like to pay my money to see this. You know, yeah. and sometimes impact is kind of lacking on those cards where they might have one or two matches, but this is like five or six that like, hell yeah, let's watch it. Yeah. I mean, it also kind of helps when you're using wrestlers from three different promotions. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, maybe, Hey, listen, that might be a formula for them. I mean, truthfully, uh, to get their pay-per-view buys up, to get views on their, you know, weekly television, uh, why not have open working relationships with other companies uh, that are not WWE. So I, I think right. it's super smart. Um, speaking of a couple of do- former WWE uh, wrestlers, the knockouts title match shows the champion Diana Perrazzo, the virtuosa, and all about her to Neil Dashwood, of course, accompanied to the ring by Caleb with a K. Uh, you know, I've always been a fan of Neil Dashwood. I think she's a great wrestler. She does. Uh, a lot of really good character work. Uh, but, I mean, Deanna's just been running absolute rush out over this division. I don't see Tennille being the one to take it off of her. Yeah, unless there's some screwy stuff with our friend Caleb with the K, I don't see it happening either. Um, Deanna's just, like, on another level right now, it seems like, from the rest of them. Yeah. Um, uh, and I don't see that stopping anytime soon. I don't see anybody coming up, you know, in the next few weeks. Uh, that's going to take that. And it's not going to be Tennille Dashwood. Um, I don't see this one going real long either. Um, it's kind of like a palate cleanser for some of the others. Um, but, it, it, you know, it's, it's another one that's got a chance to be pretty good if they let them go. So yeah. we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, and like I mentioned before, uh, there are, of course, three wrestling promotions uh, taking place uh, in this night. The... Uh, Two that you think of, of course, are AEW and Impact because of the main event. Uh, but, of course, our Impact Tag Team Champions uh, are currently Finn Juice, courtesy of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, great to see those guys getting some work, obviously, um, during the pandemic and not necessarily being able to get over to Japan super easy. So they're, of course, going to go up against the Good Brothers, uh, you know, Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson looking to get their championship titles back. 
you know, we've seen the Good Brothers on TV more so, uh, it seems, on AEW even. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I think this could be a pretty damn good match, too, as long as, uh, you know, they use Gallo sparingly and in the right spots. Uh, <laughs> the other three guys are absolute, uh, absolute pros pros. Um, I'd like to see this one go a good, you know, 15 minutes. I, and I, I think the good brothers get it back just because I don't know how long of a run Finn juice is going to have with the belts. Although, you know, with the, uh, lockdown going on in Japan right now, um, they might help them. They might stay back longer and hang on to it for another, uh, pay-per-view. Yeah. Um, that, that lockdown that just went down today in Japan, um, might, that might plans change pal you know yeah uh like you i was thinking that it was probably going to be the good brothers take the belts back finn juice fins finishes up their run in impact and then they head back to new japan but if they can't go back they might keep them around so that kind of throws this into like the the who knows category for me um i've I've enjoyed finn juice um david finley had a great run recently with new japan and the new japan cup surprising a lot of people um he really impressed me in it um juice is juice you know he's always entertaining and uh yeah i think it's going to be pretty good just like you said just like limit doc gallows <laughs> limit his minutes like a like an aged nba veteran right um and this this could be pretty good but yeah i i think regardless of what the japan lockdown i think the good brothers are probably still going to pick up the win here i think so too uh, just because you can't you can't make your plans around whether or not japan is open i you know right I'd, I'd like to say you can and and technically i guess they could but you know i, I just don't see it happening um yeah. but i think you know the good brothers are signed to impact it makes sense to put that belt back on them uh but hey you know i'd be interested to see maybe if there's an increase in and in buys uh from fin juice being there just because you know they have some uh you know some maybe some fans of japan that might tune in um right probably not but you never know <laughs> i'm just listen it's a podcast damn we just wildly speculate about shit we don't know about um so the main event is all that we have left to talk about here and i want to take a step back and, and talk about the build-up for this event obviously we've seen kenny hanging around impact uh since it uh, was a late last year um and he's wrestled a few matches on impact on a couple of their bigger shows. Um, great main event at hard to kill. It's been a very impact promoted match. AEW has shown up on impact, you know, with the Tony Khan commercials and things like that, that are always very funny. Um, great entertainment, but AEW has not promoted this match quite literally at all. Um, and I find that very confusing, not necessarily confusing, but, but perplexing to the point that, you know, their champion is appearing on another show, Dan, um, you think they'd talk about that. Yeah, it's just, it's just been kind of odd, hasn't it? I mean, they've been, I mean, they mentioned it a little bit, but like, you would imagine that they'd just be like from the beginning of the show to the end of the show, it's like constant mentions about it. Uh, I, I don't know what kind of business relationship like is make is causing these decisions to be made. It's very weird. Yeah. Um, to, I, I, I can't explain it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I talked about it with Floyd and Austin uh, on all things elite this week. Some, and, and we kind of, 
we had speculated, uh, and this was, I, I believe it was a point that Floyd made, um, that, you know, we don't know what TNT is saying to them, right? Like, no, right. you can't promote Access TV on our channel. Okay, fine. Right. You know what? There's like 17 hours of AEW on YouTube every week. Right. Between Dark and Dark <laughs> Elevation. I mean, I, it's a slight exaggeration. It's probably only 16 hours. But there's there's ample opportunity. And Kenny wrestled on Dark Elevation this week, and there was no mention of this match, no mention of this pay-per-view, none of it. Chris Jericho on Talk is Jericho promoted this match more in one segment than AEW has at all. And even he even told people to go buy the pay-per-view. So it's it's very strange. And I, I just I have to imagine that that Turner's involved here uh, and really clamping down on them. Yeah, maybe, you know, the agreements were made before TNT really knew what was going on and there was a different plan and they were going to promote it more. And then once, you know, TNT got word about it, they, you know, smacked the wrist and said, no, you can, you're not going to be able to do that. I don't know. I mean, maybe. Maybe it'll come out eventually. Maybe, you know, Sean Ross Sapp or somebody will come out with a story about it at some point at a later date. But yeah, yeah, it's just, it seems weird. <laughs> well, you know, I could always message my best friend, Tommy Dreamer. I, I just don't want to overstep and, and, you know, I don't want to, uh, you know, make him right. guess to give me insider information because that's not <laughs> what friends do, you know? Um, but it's just, it's, it's, it's so, it's so strange because, you know, you talk about this forbidden door, right? Everyone thought it was going to be AEW in new Japan. Well, okay, maybe a little bit, right? John Moxley's, you know, appeared back and forth, but that's kind of what his contract has always been. Um, and then you get the New Japan, uh, you know, showing up on Impact, not on AEW. Um, and you know, it's just it's interesting. You know, it, it's very interesting. AEW, of course, had you know seems to have a, a working relationship with uh, uh, what is it DDT uh, that uh, Takeshita mm-hmm. um, came from. And obviously with some of the, uh, the Joshi promotions and, and things like that. Um, but they, they still haven't gotten new Japan on their TV and, you know, they've barely had impact on their TV. They've had the good brothers. Um, I, I, I don't, I, man, I had hopes I had high hopes back when this first started that we'd see a lot of uh, back and forth with, you know, AEW versus impact matchups. And, and, and it, for the most part, it hasn't happened. Yeah, it's just, that's the other thing weird too. Is like we're, just like you said, when this first happened, everybody was like, "Oh my God, we're gonna have invasions on on dynamite and all this." And like, other than the Good Brothers, it's like eh, there's really not been a whole lot of crossover. Um, I have to wonder what's gonna happen. So in the match, you know, it just seems like Kenny Omega is gonna win this, right? To me, anyway. Um, so he wins it. Is he just going to treat the impact championship like he treats the triple a championship? And it's just like never mentioned again, like on TV, except for occasionally. I mean, they did right. have the one, uh, the one title match on there, but it, they never mentioned it again. I mean, yeah, he's the belt collector and they only talk about, <laughs> right. You know, the impact, the, uh, the AEW world championship. And I'll say too that AEW doesn't talk about him as the AEW champion as much as impact does. It's all very right. strange. Um, and, and it feels like, you know, we saw again this week on Dynamite uh, that the TNT Championship uh, headlined another show. Um, and that appears to be what's always going to happen with the TNT belt is it's always going to get these prime spots, whether that be like kicking off the show or ending the show. 
And it almost feels like Turner's stepping in and saying, oh, our, our name's on this belt. It needs to be prioritized. Mm. It almost right. feels like that. And, and obviously, we're not the uh, AEW podcast. We're not as connected as, you know, like uh, Floyd and, and Austin are. But it just feels it feels very disconnected in a way that I want to blame Cody Rhodes for. But, (laughs) but, you know, so who knows? I mean, it could just be Turner. It could be, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It it just feels like there's a lot of decisions being made in smoky back rooms that we are not privy to that are causing it to just feel weird on TV. Yeah. We're not in the room where it happened, Dan. No, that's uh, from, unfortunately, uh, for those of you that don't know. (laughs) Um, Yeah. uh, So, you know, getting into the, I I think you're smart to say that, that Kenny is probably going to win. In my mind, there's only one other option, and that's that nobody wins. And, and that was kind of that was the prediction that I gave um, on all things elite this week. I, I think I'm sticking with that prediction. I, I just don't see, especially because they're not even talking about Rich Swan. They haven't mentioned Rich Swan's name once on AEW. I, I can't imagine any scenario in which that he wins the AEW championship. Because then he'd have to show up on Wednesday and people would be like, wait, what the fuck just happened? Right. They casual people that are watching, just watching dynamite, maybe don't even know that this thing is even happening. So it's, there's been no promotion from AEW on this, you know, particular thing. So, yeah, I mean, to me, I think there could be uh, a situation where Moose gets involved because, yeah, I was going to say know, uh, I mean, he, Moose is nowhere to be found on this card, and he's definitely feels like he should be involved in this somehow, right? Yeah. So I could definitely yeah. see something like that happen. I mean, he wasn't on Impact for about a month since, or however long it's been since Sacrifice when he when he lost the uh, the unification match to Rich Swine. Uh, but he did come out and cut a promo on Rich Swine that basically said, hey, man, don't fucking lose. Uh, because that's, you know, basically like that's our belts. Because I want to come get them from right. you. Um, so, you know, hey, maybe uh, Moose takes that into his own hands. You never know. Um, it, that seems likely. Well, um, I'll tell you something else, too. I don't know if you've seen some pictures of Moose lately, but that dude is ripped. Yeah, he's completely And you don't jacked. get ripped like that just for nothing. I mean, it seems like he's gearing up for kind of a title run or something. What you're saying is he's not doing two a days to wear a three-piece suit. Um, no. And, and I completely agree. So whether that means Moose, you know, does something on Impact, maybe Moose goes and and shows up on AEW. I mean, I hate to speculate even about that anymore, just because <laughs> the, the last the last six months of oh, who's going to be uh, who's going to be and, and nothing's happened except that we get more right. Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson. Um, which listen, I I don't want to I don't want to sound like I'm being hard on those guys because I'm really not. There's there's nothing wrong with the Good Brothers, but there's also there's other people that I'd rather see more. Yeah, I, I think there's two options on this, just like you. Kenny is probably going to win. It's probably like a 90% chance he wins. 10% like nobody wins. And there is no way. <laughs> Rich Swan will never, and The Rock means never, <laughs> win the AEW title and show up on Dynamite on Wednesday night with both belts. I, I would be shocked if that happened. Now, I, I something just popped into my mind, Dan, and, and this could be, I mean, we talk about wrestling being a carny business. What if, what if <laughs> oh, no. the invisible hand, Don Callis plan this whole time was to get the belt onto Kenny who he could manipulate 
get Tony Khan to agree to having this match, putting the belts up against each other. And then he cheats to have Rich Swan win the AEW belt. What? <laughs> I just galaxy brained all over this podcast. Oh my but, gosh. I mean, it, we're talking about the invisible hand, Don Callis, Dan. Uh, you should. <laughs> should, I, should, I put this this is... in, should I put this in writing in case it happens? So I can be like, yeah, this I, is give me my, on a Jace. Give me my blue check mark, please. <laughs> I mean, this is like I, space lasers. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't think this is going to happen. I don't either. But, no, I don't either. Uh, Canadian space lasers. It would be the case, uh, since of course you know uh, Don right. Callis is from Canada. Uh, but yeah, no. I, I mean, I, I just really, I think this thing isn't no contest. Which for a build up to a pay per view for the first time in a long time of main event of a one on one promotion versus promotion match would be a sour way for it to end. As wrestling fans, I think we like to see a winner and a loser. We don't like those double right. count out, you know, Hogan versus, you know, Warrior or Hogan versus whoever, you know, because, you know, Terry refuses to do jobs. Um, you know, I, we don't like to see that anymore, right? We don't buy that as a finish anymore. So so just forgetting Dynamite and AEW for a whole second here, and just a minute, I'm just hoping, here's what I think might happen, is Kenny's going to win, and he's going to show up on Impact, you know, for several weeks. He could. And Moose is going to be like, Rich, you didn't get the job done. I'm going to get the job done. And this leads to a match between Moose and Kenny. Yeah. My my only other thing that I would want to happen, if that is the case, right? If, if Kenny does win and he becomes the Impact champion and he shows up on TV, which he and Don Callis said on Impact this week um, that he would show up uh, on Impact as the champion, um, is that they give a, someone the chance to make themselves – on Kenny Omega. Right. Right. Um, I don't know. I don't know who that is. Um, well, I think how I, I about think, Chris Bay, I've heard some speculation on him. Chris Bay would be a great choice. Um, I think Eddie Edwards would be a great choice. The only problem with Eddie is that he's not a spring chicken anymore. Um, but right. he, he wrestled in Japan, um, you know, and, and has a, a, the ability to go with that same style. So, I mean, it, it, we'll see what happens. Um, but I think if, if Kenny does win, you got to have – I don't think Moose is the guy to go and take the Impact title back from him because it doesn't help anybody. Um, right. Oh, the bigger, stronger guy took the belt back, right? Like, that doesn't tell a story. But if you send, like, Trey Miguel out there and he has a 30-minute war with Kenny Omega and he, he wins back the belt for his promotion, that's a bit of – that's a different story. Right. So – yeah, I, I'm. That's another reason why I'm excited for this pay per view. I'm intrigued to see how they get out of this at the end, right? Yeah. Hopefully they don't like lay an egg. Hopefully it's not, you know, non exploding death match ending, and they actually have a winner and a loser. But <laughs> yeah, not not that we want to talk about, you know, uh, uh, the impotence of the uh, the AEW exploding ring. Um, but yeah, that that was uh, oof. Yeah, I think this would be better, Dan. Uh, I I don't think that this is going to end with a fizzle. I think it'll go out with a bang. Um, and maybe that bang is, of course, Kenny Omega saying bang. Who knows? Um, yeah. I mean, it's Kenny Omega in a title match on pay-per-view. Called I mean, by Mauro Ranallo. I mean, what, yeah, what else do you want, Dan? <laughs> <laughs> There's, uh, chances are good that it's going to be a great match. So I'm excited for it. I am too. And we hope that all of you are as well. 
uh, that wraps us up. Uh, you know, we just wanted to get a, a, a good preview out there and, and, and really just talk to you, the people, the seven or eight of us that listen. And then, you know, of course, Dan is one of our listeners. Uh, so now that Dan, you're on this episode, you're probably not going to listen to this one. So maybe we only have six. I'll still six, download it. Still download it, but we'll, <laughs> we might only have six actual listeners. Both feeds. Yeah, there you go. Um, make sure you do, follow, you know, download uh, both feeds. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at 8 Suplex. Follow the network at Social Suplex. Uh, definitely check out all of our t-shirts on Pro Wrestling Tees slash uh, Social Suplex. Uh, we, have, of course, have the great 8-Bit Suplex shirt on there. Be sure to check out all of our other great shows, like, of course, the uh, uh, Keeping It Strong Style, One Nation Radio, All Things Elite, which I'm on this week. I may have mentioned that a couple of times on this episode. Um, and, uh, you know, we got a few other ones out there. Ricky and Clive, Grave Consequences, Great Match Generator. Uh, I feel like I'm missing one. Maybe I am, and I'll feel like shit later, but I can't think of it right now. Uh, Dan, uh, you got anything that you want to promote, bud? Uh, uh, you can always follow me on Twitter at, at a coffin underscore Dan. I put Simpsons memes into the world and I, you know, dunk on p- politicians and that's about it. I don't really do a whole lot on there. Uh, I also will promote the uh, pro wrestling tea store. Would you guys do have a new shirt out this week that you failed to mention? That is one of that's my true. favorite shirts of all time. That's true. It's, uh, it's <laughs> old's on top, you know, rep, you know, we gotta, we gotta, let everybody know who's running this world olds uh you know <laughs> as if as if my generation dan wasn't already reminded of that every single day when we can't find housing and can't have decent paying jobs um but yeah, no, oh, yeah. it is a new shirt on social suplex uh site on on pro wrestling tees uh it kind of looks like the uh, only fans logo but it is uh not the only fans logo and is not inspired by that at all and uh any other legal things that i have to say so that we don't get sued about it um but yeah, it says uh, "olds on top" uh, because you know, I mean, just look at uh, AEW the last couple of weeks, uh, right? Jericho, Christian Cage. I mean, Sting. Edge was in it. Sting. Edge was in the main <laughs> event of WrestleMania. I mean, olds are on top. I mean, that's just the way it goes. Uh, you know, got Mudo over and Noah. Sorry, young guys. <laughs> But no, yeah, seriously though, guys, uh, make sure you do download uh, the episodes wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you check out the other shows. Make sure you buy uh, Impact Rebellion. I, I have a feeling it's going to be can't miss. Uh, if you do get together, uh, you know, with friends to watch it, you know, please be safe. Please make sure to wash your hands. Uh, you know, keep distancing if you go to any place to watch it uh, that you're not at someone's home. Uh, we're, we're almost out of this. I get uh, vaccine number two on Tuesday. I, Dan, you're you're not too far behind me, right? I get my second dose on Thursday. So yeah, I mean, and and uh, that'll be Moderna for life, bro. Uh, and <laughs> and I represent the Pfizer World Order, of course, the PWO. So, but yeah, definitely listen. If you have the chance to get your vaccine, go get it. Um, but until then, and even after then, you know, please mask up, please social distance, stay safe, uh, and look out for each other. And uh, we'll see you guys all next week on the 8-Bit Suplex. Thank you for listening to the 8-Bit Suplex podcast. See you next time.